0: Shalom brothers and sisters, I'm Brother Sid of the Commandment Keepers Church. We have a detailed lesson prepared for our brothers and sisters internationally. Today's lesson will be called, Sin is Expensive. Sin is expensive, brothers and sisters. Today we will discuss the price tag of sin. Sin is incredibly expensive, but the price? isn't paid in cash, brothers and sisters. So we will utilize biblical literature to highlight the side effects of iniquity and specifically for the children of Israel, brothers and sisters, the Negroes, the natives, the Hispanics, some of those people you would call it Asian, some of the Vietnamese, the the Hawaiians, uh, the Cambodians. These are Israelites, brothers and sisters. So today we're going to use the Bible to highlight what the side effects are from iniquity. We're going to go to Romans chapter 10. We're going to read verse 1 and 2, brothers and sisters. We're going to start with Paul. Follow us to the epistles, brothers and sisters. Romans chapter 10, verse 1 reads, Brethren, My heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. We're going to read that again, brothers and sisters, please listen closely. Romans 10 and one reads, brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God is Prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved, for I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. So, brothers and sisters, Paul writes of his admiration for our zeal or enthusiasm, but he, Paul, emphasizes that the path to deliverance is paved with knowledge. I'm going to read that again. Romans 10 and 2 reads, For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. So Israel's enthusiasm is not driven by a true understanding of what the Most High wants from us, brothers and sisters. So our people, we want to serve God. We want to serve a higher power. There's something within our very fibers, brothers and sisters, in our internal makeup. That wants to serve something more powerful than ourselves. And this is why you find us um, joining a lot of gangs. A lot of our people join the military. We play a lot of sports. Why? Because there's something greater that you're working towards. I don't know anyone who could be a better Muslim than a black man. I don't know anyone who could be a better Christian, Baptist, a Pentecostal than an Israelite, a Catholic than an Israelite, brothers and sisters. So according to Paul, he's saying, listen, I admire your zeal for the most high, but it's not according to knowledge. So you want to serve him, but you don't have knowledge. And see, that's where Satan come in. Satan says, well, listen, you want to serve something higher than yourself. Serve me. I'll teach you to serve me. I'll teach you about pagan Christmas, eating all the unclean foods. I'll teach you about Sunday worship. You follow that. See? Now, that's the danger of having the zeal devoid of the knowledge, brothers and sisters. And Paul emphasized that in Romans 10, verse 1 and 2. Follow us. We're going to Hosea. We're going to go into the Tanakh, brothers and sisters. Hosea chapter 4, verse 6 reads, My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge because thou hast rejected knowledge i also will reject thee that thou shalt be no more priest to me seeing that thou hast forgotten the law of thy god i will also forget thy children going to read that again brothers and sisters hosea 4 and 6 reads my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge now brothers and sisters we have some knowledge but not enough we have just enough to make us think we know it all and that is dangerous brothers and sisters even christians our people who are christians really don't know anything we know about christ we know about the bible but that would lead us to believe we know everything in the book brothers and sisters same thing when you come to your come to the realization of your your actual identity according to biblical literature we know a little bit but just knowing a little bit, some pride rises up in us to make us believe that we know everything we need to know in order to get into the kingdom. And that is a slippery slope, brothers and sisters. We're going to read that again. Hosea 4 and 6 reads My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge, because thou hast rejected knowledge. I will also. Reject thee, that thou shalt be no more priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God. I will also forget thy children. Now, brothers and sisters, Hosea emphasizes a lack of knowledge. It also magnifies that we've rejected knowledge. You can't reject something that's unavailable, brothers and sisters. So we get a little piece of knowledge and then think we know everything. Brothers and sisters. Now, guess what? The other nations benefit from our ignorance, brothers and sisters. We are the floor that they walk on. So, according to Hosea 4 and 6, here we're reading the perils of ignorance, brothers and sisters. I'm going to use the Bible to magnify what these side effects are. What are the symptoms, brothers and sisters? Of what? Of sin of iniquity of ignorance for our people brothers and sisters let's go to Psalms we're going to go to Psalms chapter 147 verse 19 and 20 brothers and sisters please follow us there excuse me Psalms 147 and 19 reads he showeth his word unto Jacob, his statutes and his judgments unto Israel. See? So this is the evidence that we rejected the knowledge. Why? Let me read it again. Verse 19 reads, he showeth his word unto Jacob, his statutes and his judgments unto Israel. See? So we do have some knowledge. How do we know? Because the psalmist said the Most High gave his word to Israel, his statutes, his judgments, his commandments to Israel. So we have some knowledge, brothers and sisters. We're going to read 19 and twenty one more time. He showed his word unto Jacob, his statutes and his judgments unto Israel. He have not dealt so with any nation. And as for his judgments, they have not known them. Praise ye the Lord. So this distinguishes us above all other nations of the earth. How do we know? Listen to verse 20 clearly. Psalms 147 and 20 reads, he hath not dealt so with any nation. And as for his judgments, they have not known them. Praise ye the Lord. So he has left all the other nations to their own native darkness, brothers and sisters. What we're reading here is the chief advantage of the Israelites, brothers and sisters. We're reading Israel's peculiar and exclusive privilege, brothers and sisters. The possession of this book gives a nation a vast superiority in all respects. See, so guess what? Another nation cannot teach Jacob, cannot teach Israel, cannot teach you and I how to serve God. Why? Because they don't know how to serve God. Not the God of the Bible. How do we know? We're going to read it again. Verse 19 reads, He showeth his word unto Jacob, his statutes and his judgments unto Israel. He hath not dealt so with any nation. And as for his judgments, they have not known them. Praise ye the Lord. See now, this highlights why when you, when many people come, a, a, um, come across Israelites, they're breaking down the Bible like they've never seen before, brothers and sisters. Not Christians, whether that be a white or a black Christian or an Asian Christian, Buddhists. Nobody can break down this book like us. No one has a higher level of morality. Than us, brothers and sisters. Why? Because he gave us specifically insight into his mind, brothers and sisters. See, this is why other nations teach you. Well, listen, you can break the law. Don't worry about, uh, you know, the Sabbath. That's done away with Christ rose on Sunday. Well, you know what? You can eat pork and, and, and rat, cat and dog because that was Old Testament law. See, never was it before brothers and sisters, where other nations taught us our own book. Another nation cannot teach me this book. Why? Because you would never go into Korea or China or any of these other areas and then take their history and teach it to them. So don't, you're not going to do that with us. See, you wouldn't go into Africa and start giving them Egyptian history. Why? You can't give them their history. Who do you think you are? That's Arrogance. So for other nations to think they can come teach us the Bible, that's how we got in this case, brothers and sisters. That's how we became the gum stuck to the sole of their shoe, brothers and sisters, because you have a people who was never delivered the word of God, teaching the word of God and teaching it incorrectly. Moses was an Israelite. He was from the, uh, excuse me, he was from the tribe of Levi, which would have been a modern day Haitian. So he was just one of the tribes. Brothers and sisters, See, that was our people. He The word was delivered to Israel. So that's why we've been punished more severely than other nations. Yes, other nations are breaking his laws, brothers and sisters, but it appears we're getting the brunt of God's judgment. Why? We're going to read it again. Psalms 147 and 19 reads, he showeth his word unto Jacob. His statutes and his judgments unto Israel. He hath not dealt so with any nation. And as for his judgments, they have not known them. Praise ye the Lord. See, the other nations don't even know the Most High. They don't even know his name, brothers and sisters, let alone his doctrine. See? So this is your responsibility, brothers and sisters. This is your privilege to do what? To learn this book. Why? Because it belongs to you. And then to disseminate it to disseminate it throughout the earth, brothers and sisters. We're the teachers of this record. Now, the only way you can teach this record is to study this record. And not only study it, but follow it. Because faith without works is dead, brothers and sisters. No one can break down this Bible like an Israelite. A true Israelite brothers and sisters. Follow us. We're going to go to Jeremiah. We're going to stick in the Tanakh. We're going to Jeremiah chapter 51. We're going to read verse 19 and 20, brothers and sisters. Verse 19 reads, The portion of Jacob is not like them, for he is the former of all things. And Israel is the rod of his inheritance. The Lord of hosts is his name. Verse 20 reads, Thou art my battle axe and weapons of war. For with thee will I break into pieces the nations. And with thee I will destroy kingdoms. I'm going to read that from 19 again. Jeremiah 51 and 19 reads, The portion of Jacob is not like them, for he is the former of all things. And Israel is the rod of his inheritance. The Lord of hosts is his name. So the creator of all things chose Israel as his inheritance, brothers and sisters. Are you seeing that? Verse 20 reads, thou art my battle axe and weapons of war. For with thee will I break in pieces the nations, and with thee will I destroy kingdoms. So according to Jeremiah, Israel is the instrument of the Most High's warfare against evil, brothers and sisters. Israel is the gavel in the hands of the judge, brothers and sisters. See? So the the other nations understand this. The other nations understand that the Most High would utilize us in our righteousness to spank their behinds when they deal with evil, as he did in the past. Read the Bible, brothers and sisters. The Most High used us as a, a, you know, as a switch on the behind of these heathen evildoers, brothers and sisters. And they never, ever forgot that. They never forgot that. Now, guess what? Now that we've learned that we are the weapon of the Most High's warfare against evil, a responsibility comes with that, brothers and sisters. A responsibility comes with being the gavel in the judge's hand. Follow us back to the epistle of of Romans. Romans chapter two, verse nine and ten reads. Tribulation and anguish upon every soul of man that doeth evil of the Jew first and also the Gentile. So brothers and sisters, what we're reading is the universal rule of divine judgment. The Most High's judgment for sinfulness falls first on the Israelites and then on everyone else. How do we know? Listen closely. Romans 2 and 9 reads, Tribulation and anguish upon every soul of man that doeth evil, of the Jew first, and also of the Gentile. Verse 10 reads, But glory, honor, and peace to every man that worketh good, to the Jew first, and also the Gentile. So the greater the privilege, brothers and sisters, will only entail greater responsibility. And due to our elevated status, we receive priority in judgment. Now, I I need you to listen closely to verse 10, because there's equity here. This is why I love the Bible. The Most High is so equitable, brothers and sisters. He said, guess what? Because I gave you my law and left other nations in darkness. If you break my law, being that you're the only one I delivered it to, you will be judged first. You ever notice, uh, you know... When you look at the propaganda machine, the news, anytime our people commit a crime, it's the lead story. It's magnified and blown out of proportion. Anytime a heathen or a Gentile, an unbeliever breaks the law, it's on the back page. (laughs) But when it's us, see? But the flip side of that is verse 10. Let's read it. Romans 2 and 10 reads, but glory honor and peace to every man that worketh good to the jew first and also to the gentile so here is evidence of not only the penalty but the privilege also so roman says listen if you do evil israel you will be punished first but also if you if you deal with righteousness you will be elevated first to whom much is given much is required brothers and sisters see To magnify that point, let's go to Proverbs 14 and 4, brothers and sisters. Proverbs 14 and 4 reads, Where no oxen are, the crib is clean, but much increase is by the strength of the ox. So according to this scripture here, there are pros and cons to everything, brothers and sisters. Listen closely. Where no oxen are. Verse 4 reads, where no oxen are, the crib is clean, but much increase is by the strength of the ox. So according to Solomon here, brothers and sisters, it's telling you, uh, uh, if you don't have an ox, then you can keep the barn clean, brothers and sisters. But guess what? If you have an ox, you can get much work done. So according to this scripture here, every blessing brings a burden. Why? Because the inconvenience of the ox does not compare with its productivity, brothers and sisters. For example, if you don't have a place of employment, if you don't have a job, you don't need to be there on time. If you don't have a car, you don't need gas money, brothers and sisters. See? If you don't have, you know, if you don't have a... uh, Uh, a significant other guess what you can do pretty much whatever you want you don't have to consult with anyone outside of the most high he's telling you with every blessing is going to come a burden and you have to understand that brothers and sisters every blessing comes with a burden and if you can't handle that burden then you can't handle that blessing we're going to read it again proverbs 14 and 4 reads where no oxen are the crib is clean But much increase is by the strength of the ox. So, brothers and sisters, historically, if you had an ox, oxes eat a lot, brothers and sisters. And if an ox eats a lot, that means there will be a lot of poo, brothers and sisters. So, it's telling you, listen, if you don't want to clean up the poo, then don't have the oxen. But what? The oxen is so productive that it's worth cleaning up the poo, brothers and sisters. So the things that are most desirable always carry with them certain inconveniences, brothers and sisters. And why do we go here? Because Israel was chosen by the Most High. Therefore, with being chosen also comes a a level of responsibility unbeknownst to the other nations. So not only will you receive honor and glory, elevation above other nations, if you do righteousness, But if you do the flip side of righteousness, which is iniquity or unrighteousness, you're going to get the brunt of his force in regards to judgment, brothers and sisters. Today, our lesson is sin is expensive, brothers and sisters, and we're going to utilize the Bible to show you just how expensive sin has been for the children of Israel. Brothers and sisters, follow us to Psalms 89, verse 30 through 32. Psalms 89 and 30 reads, If his children forsake my law and walk not in my judgments, if they break my statutes and keep not my commandments, then will I visit their transgression with the rod and their iniquity with stripes. So look at this, brothers and sisters. According to the psalmist, if you're in covenant, you will not be allowed to go unchastened. See, so we provoke the most high because guess what? His love is conditional, brothers and sisters. His love is conditional. He's a father. See, a mother, mother just pat you on the back, tell you good job, baby. No matter what you do, a father, it's a little bit harder to to get his approval. And the Mosai telling you, listen, you do what's right. You will be accepted. Now, the flip side of that same coin is if you do wrong, you will be met with a rod. A hard head make a soft behind, brothers and sisters. This is what the Mosai saying. Listen closely. Psalms 89 and 30 reads, If his children forsake my law and walk not in my judgments, If they break my statutes and keep not my commandments, then will I visit their transgression with the rod and their iniquity with stripes. So we will be granted to kiss the rod whenever we transgress against them, brothers and sisters. Our behinds will be met with the rod of justice whenever we disobey. Why? Because a father is compelled to discipline his children. Brothers and sisters. See? Listen to Psalms 89 and 32. Verse 32 reads, Then I will visit their transgression with the rod and their iniquity with stripes. See? So he's saying, listen, as long as you, as long as you acquiesce, as long as you submit to my instructions, I will elevate and protect you. Now, the flip side of that is if you go against me, I'm going to have to spank you. I'm going to have to. See? Where no oxen are, the crib is clean, brothers and sisters. Let's go to Psalms 78 and 56 through 59, brothers and sisters. Verse 56 reads, Yet they tempted and provoked the Most High God and kept not his testimonies. So the idea is that of active antagonism. We provoked the Most High. Listen, listen again. Psalms 68 and 56 read, Yet they tempted and provoked the Most High God and kept not his testimonies but turned back and dealt unfaithfully like their fathers. They were turned aside like a deceitful bow. See, when it says a deceitful bow, that's a bow that could not be depended on, brothers and sisters. Why? It's like having a bow and arrow, but it's off somehow. You're trying to shoot straight, but it's going to the right. So it can't be trusted. He's telling you, listen, Israel was not regarded as dependable. Let me read that from the top, brother. Verse 56 reads. Yet they tempted and provoked the most high God and kept not his testimonies, but turned back and dealt unfaithfully like their fathers. They were turned aside like a deceitful bow, for they provoked him to anger with their high places and moved him to jealousy with their graven images. When God heard this, he was wroth and greatly abhorred Israel. See? So, this is evidence that we refuse to yield allegiance to the Most High. Now, there's something key there, brothers and sisters. Let me me read 58 and 59 again. Psalm 78 and 58 reads, For they provoked him to anger with their high places, and moved him to jealousy with their graven images. The most high is a jealous guy. Now, some people say, well, hold on. I thought he said envy was a sin. Brothers and sisters, there's a difference between envy and jealousy. Envy is you wanting something that does not belong to you. Jealousy is fear of losing something that does belong to you. We belong to him, brothers and sisters. We're married to him, brothers and sisters. Listen to 59. 59 reads, when God heard this, he was wroth and greatly abhorred Israel. So I know we like to go to the scriptures to say God hated Esau and and all this. Yeah. But what about when he said he hated Israel? See, we wanted to go here to show you his love was conditional. You can't do what you want to do and then think that God's going to love you. This is not the Christian church. Okay. One Christian told me years ago, you know, God hates the sin and not the sinner. What scripture is that? God hate the sin and the sinner. You're created in his image. Don't you hate? Or are you trying to are you trying to say that you know we have more, you know, more emotions than the God who created us, whose image we were made in? God hates, brothers and sisters. He's highlighting that Israel's disobedience will lead him to hate us, brothers and sisters. See, we never go to these scriptures. We always go to, you know, God loved Israel and hated Esau. Yeah, he hated Esau. Why? Because Esau was disobedient and tried to kill his brother Jacob every time he, you know, every chance he got. See, but also if Israel do wrong, it would be warranted. The most High's hate would be warranted on us. So here it is. We have a choice. Do righteousness and be protected and elevated. Do unrighteousness and be abhorred, be hated by the Most High God. We provoke the Most High, we antagonize the Most High. We're reading here provocation here. Let's go to Psalms 89 and 38 through 42, brothers and sisters. uh, Psalms 89 and 38 reads, But thou hast cast off and abhorred, thou hast been wroth with thine anointing. So this magnifies the displeasure of the Most High. It says that he abhorred us, he cast us off, brothers and sisters. Verse 39 reads, Thou hast made void the covenant of thy servant. Thou hast profaned his crown by casting it to the ground. I'm going to read that again. Verse 39 reads, Thou hast made void the covenant of thy servant. Thou hast profaned his crown by casting it to the ground. So here we're reading a suspension of the covenant. The kings have, be, the kings have been dethroned, brothers and sisters, all people. It's Why? Because it seemed like we had lost interest in the Most High, which was our greatest strength, brothers and sisters. Now, what happened subsequent to the, the the crown being tossed to the ground and the suspension of covenant, brothers and sisters? Psalms 89 and 40 reads, thou hast broken down all his hedges. Thou has brought his strongholds to ruin. All that pass by the way spoil him. He is a reproach to his neighbors. Thou hast set up the right hand of his adversaries. Thou hast made all his enemies to rejoice. So that loss of interest was the precursor to our destruction, brothers and sisters. Our protection has now dissolved, brothers and sisters. See, that that's what happened subsequent. That's what happened following. The suspension of covenant, the crown being cast to the ground, brothers and sisters. I'm going to read Psalms 89 and 41. Verse 41 reads All that pass by the way spoil him, he is a reproach to his neighbors. Thou hast set up the right hand of his adversaries, that thou hast made all his enemies to rejoice. So our enemies make easy prey of Israel. Why? Because we've lost the protection. We've become an object of ridicule, brothers and sisters. See, the other nations now look at us and say, no longer invincible, huh? (laughs) Why? Because remember, earlier we read that Israel was the most high's battle axe. We were the belt he used to get the other nations in check. So they were just salivating at an opportunity for us to lose our protection. See? Listen to 42. Psalms 89 and 42 reads, Thou hast set up the right hand of his adversaries. Thou hast made all his enemies to rejoice. So they take pleasure in seeing the tears and troubles of Israel. The other nations are laughing, brothers and sisters. When they look at us and they see how we're living, they see how we're acting. They love it, brothers and sisters. Why? Because they remember when the Most High used to, you know, use Israel to to spank their behinds. And now that they have a chance, now that they have a chance to exercise their power over us, they they will use this time to its fullest extent, brothers and sisters. Because, see, guess what? We lost our history through slavery. They never lost theirs. They've been established. None of the other nations have gone into slavery. They have the history. They have the knowledge, brothers and sisters. They know our histrionics. And this is their opportunity to get us back. And they're going to take that opportunity to exercise their power, brothers and sisters. We just wanted to show you that that sin resulted in what? It resulted in a lack of protective hedge. It also it also led to the other nations ridiculing us. It said that all that passed by him spoiled him. So the other nations they're fighting over who's gonna abuse us next, who's gonna assault us next. See, you have the, of course the Edomite government, the same ones that swung us on trees. So they're using this. Us. And then you have the Asians who move into the hood and open up, you know, beauty supply stores, open up, you know, uh, egg fried rice stores. So they're just now they're making money off of us. And then you have, of course, the Arabs who, who open up what? The liquor store down on the, on the corner. So the same people that they hate, which is Israel, the battle acts of the most high. Now they all take advantage of us. They use our labor. They use our money. One brother, um, a Jewish brother, uh, a Malachite uh, a thief of our of our identity. He said um, he had a, a quote that he said. Um, he said that our people, he said black people are like liquid cash. Easily separated from their money. He said we get money and then we give it to other people who are not like us immediately. See? So not only are we serving them, but we're sending their kids to college. We're buying them foreign cars. We're giving them big houses. They love it, brothers and sisters. They love it. Without us, the whole infrastructure would crumble. Why? Because the table is set on your back while you're on your knees. While you're on your knees, they've set up the whole table on your back. And as soon as you stand up, the game is over. See? We just wanted to show you we're going into how expensive this sin has been for our people, brothers and sisters. Why? Because we perish for a lack of knowledge. We have no knowledge of how this, you know, how the other nations are viewing us. The Bible is going to give us the insight of how these other nations viewed this awakening and how they viewed our captivity. Also, follow us. We're going to Ezekiel chapter 5, verse 14 through 15. Ezekiel 5 and 14 reads, Moreover, I will make thee waste and a reproach among the nations that are round about thee, in the sight of all that pass by. So it shall be a reproach and a taunt, an instruction and an astonishment unto the nations that are round about thee. When I shall execute judgments in the, when I shall execute judgments in thee in anger and in fury and in furious rebukes, I the Lord have spoken it. So the Most High wanted to use our condition as an example of His power, brothers and sisters. He wanted to magnify what reciprocation from, excuse me, what reciprocation for disobedience looks like, brothers and sisters. Listen closely at how the nations are viewing us. In the Bible, when it says nations, that's not country, that's nationality. That's other races of people. Listen closely. Ezekiel 5 and 14 reads, Moreover, I will make thee waste and a reproach among the nations that are round about thee in the sight of all that pass by. So it shall be a reproach and a taunt. An instruction and astonishment unto the nations that are round about thee. When I shall execute judgments in thee in anger and in fury and in furious rebukes, I, the Lord, have spoken it. See, so such an egregious travesty would act as a warning to the other nations, brothers and sisters. If we proceed in sin, you're going to have more problems than a math book. According to the Bible, brothers and sisters. So he's using this to show his power to the other nations. See, they understood this. They understood this. That's why they're happy they're not in the covenant. Because it's the covenant that we're in with the Most High. It's the marriage that we're in, you know, with the Most High. The covenant that we've made that have led to what we're seeing in our communities today. The drug use, the drug abuse, the dope dealers, this, the, the rap music, the, the swinging on poles, the fighting amongst our families, the sex, you know, sexual assault amongst our families. All the curses that were under based on what? The price that had to be paid for this this expensive iniquity. We're using the Bible to show you how expensive sin has been for our people, brothers and sisters. Now, guess what? If you don't know you're Israel, none of these scriptures even apply to you. You don't even understand what this is saying because you don't know you're the people magnifying. How important it is to know who you are, according to God. And it also magnifies why, you know, when our people became inquisitive about who these people would be. The nations would teach you God loves everyone. No, nah, the Jews, the Israelites are actually, uh, you know, the white people over in, in Israel from Europe because they understood if you under, you know, if you became cognizant that you were the people in this book, you would start to learn about yourself. You would learn about what led to your condition. You would also learn about how the other nations are viewing us, brothers and sisters. Let's go to Baruch. In the Apographer. We're going to go to Baruch chapter 2, verse 4 through 5, brothers and sisters. Baruch is in your Apographer. It's in your King James 1611 version. The first King James, brothers and sisters, version in 1611. It had 80 books in it. They've taken 14 books out of it, you know, in the modern Bibles. um, Beginning in the mid-1850s. All the way until the 1800s, brothers and sisters, The Bible had 80 books in it. Um, Before us, we have a Oxford edition uh, 1611 Bible. We have a Cambridge edition 1611 Bible, King James Version. If you don't have a 1611 or an apographer, because you can buy the apographer separate from the 1611. But if you buy the 1611 King James Version Bible, it have all the books compiled into one. And some of the most prestigious universities paid money to have these records published. So that means the other nations have this this information, <laughs> but they would never give it to a Negro. They would never give it to a Hispanic. Never. They would never give it to the natives. See, this is for them to have, not you. Let's go to Baruch two and four. Verse four reads. Moreover, he hath delivered them to be in subjection to all the kingdoms that are round about us, to be as a reproach and desolation among all the people round about where the Lord hath scattered them. Thus, we were cast down and not exalted because we have sinned against the Lord our God and have not been obedient unto his voice. So our supremacy is conditional. Brothers and sisters, there was contingencies and guess what? They understood the rules of engagement. They understood it. Listen closely because they understood Baruch two and five. Baruch two and five reads, thus we were cast down and not exalted because we have sinned against the Lord our God and had not been obedient unto his voice. See, they understood the rules of engagement. This is how in the past Gentiles were able to acquire slaves. We're reading a moratorium here, brothers and sisters. They understood if they could get us to sin, then they could now exercise their power over us. And we would no longer be the head, but the tail, brothers and sisters. We would be the tail. Are you seeing that, brothers and sisters? See, they know the rules of engagement. They can only engage us physically if we sin. See? Knowledge is power. We perish for lack of knowledge. That's why we went here, to give this knowledge to our people, to show you there's only one way. There's only one way to elevate, brothers and sisters. There's only one way. To rule, and that's in righteousness. The other nations know, listen, we're going to perpetuate sin. We're going to take young black men, use their music, uh, you know, to perpetuate sin so we can continue to rule over them. So we can continue to have our foot on their neck. We're going to use the Christian pastors to say, listen, you don't have to follow any laws. Eat whatever you want. Okay. Forget the Passover. Trade the Passover in for Easter. Forget the Sabbath. Trade that in for Sunday worship. Because why? They understood that the rules of engagement means they can only engage us if we sin. See? It's not like we just want to follow all these laws. We understand rulership comes through what? Law. And we're showing you how expensive sin has been to our people, brothers and sisters. Follow us to Amos in the Old Testament, chapter 3, verse 2. Verse two reads, you only have I known of all the families of the earth. Therefore, I will punish you for all your iniquities. Listen to that again, because he's directing this towards black people. He's directing this to Hispanic people. He's directing this to native people. Listen closely. Amos three and two, you only have. Have I known of all the families of the earth? Therefore, I will punish you for all your iniquities. Why? Because our punishment shall be in proportion to our privileges, brothers and sisters. The closer anyone is to the Most High, the worse off his fall will be, brothers and sisters. The Most High chastens in proportion to his love. Listen to it again. Verse 2 reads, You only have I known of all the families of the earth. Therefore, I will punish you for all your iniquities. When it says only you have I known, therefore our deviancy was unpalatable because he only made the covenant with us out of all the other nations. Out of all the other nations, he dealt with us. Therefore, he had to... Reciprocate our disobedience with destruction, affliction, obstacles, brothers and sisters. See, you could have took this word to any other nation and said, "Listen, the God of the Bible said He chose you. You can rule the entire earth and everyone in it if you follow His laws." They would have did it. They would have did it, brothers and sisters. Just imagine the Most High saying, "I give you the entire earth." Only thing, the only contingency is you have to implement my laws in the earth. And if you do that, I'll allow you to rule it. And we rejected it, brothers and sisters, to follow these other nations, to follow these other heathens and their culture and what they say we should do. When the Most High delivered us from Egypt, he split the Red Sea for us. And then we go and disobey every rule in the book and come up with an excuse for it. And say, well, because Christ died, you know, he died for me to sin, to keep sinning. (laughs) See? Let's go back to Baruch. Baruch in the Apocrypha, chapter 4, verse 6, reads, Ye were sold to the nations, not for your destruction, but because ye moved God to wrath, ye were delivered unto the enemies. See So the greater the privilege is the heavier The punishment for negligence Brothers and sisters See this is exactly why they took the apocrypha out Because listen to it again Verse 6 reads Ye were sold to the nations Not for your destruction But because ye moved God to wrath Ye were delivered unto the enemies Now the question is Who was sold unto another people There's only one group of people Whoever was sold like cattle brothers and sisters and they knew you would start to put two and two together you would say hold on i was sold my forefathers were sold sold to mr jefferson in rhode island sold to mr jones in dc sold to mr white in philadelphia Mm -hmm. see they knew you would put this together and say could this be me Because show me a time in history where white people was ever sold into captivity. And don't don't pull out, you know, the Irish because the the original Irish were black people. Go do that history. The original Irish were black. During the Dark Ages, they were called Dark Ages for a reason. Then you had the Renaissance era, which was called the rebirth, which is when after they took down King James who was a black man, and then started to put white people in in his stead. See, because of the, the, the princes and dukes now, when we hear King James, we automatically think white because of the Prince Elizabeth, the Prince Harry, the Princess Diana. That's modern, brothers and sisters. That's modern. I encourage brothers and sisters to get a book called Nature Knows No Color Lines. Brothers and sisters. Go into some of the history where black people ruled all of Europe. Brothers, and sisters. King James was king over three different territories at one time. The last time you had one king that's that, you know, had sovereignty over three different areas and he was a black man. I'm going to read that one more time. Baruch four and six reads, ye were sold to the nations. Not for your destruction, but because ye moved God to wrath, ye were delivered unto the enemies. So we're reading the punishment for despising his privileges, brothers and sisters. We must stop vacillating between righteousness and sin. Why? Because this is what the result was. The wrath of the Most High being sold to serve other people. The Most High's like, listen. You want to serve, you know, other gods. You want to serve other people. Well, you're really gonna serve them now, since you don't want to serve me. You're gonna go serve a people who, who, you know, who teach you came from a monkey. <laughs> you're gonna, you, you're gonna go serve a people who say the earth came from a big bang. I'ma have you serve foolish, a foolish nation. See. Brothers and sisters, follow us to Psalms chapter 2, verse 2 and 3. Psalms 2 and 2 reads, The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. So according to the psalmist, the other nations have consulted together to profess their hostility, brothers and sisters. Listen to it again. Psalms two and two reads, the kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed saying, let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. So we're reading the words of the Confederacy of Gentile nations, brothers and sisters. Listen to verse three. Psalms two and three reads, let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. Brothers and sisters, bands refers to the restraints imposed by our authority. So the heathen are in opposition of the most high and his administration. They have a they have a problem with the God that would have a chosen and therefore have a problem with his chosen also. See, if, if they were his chosen, there would be no issue. But since it's not them and it's us, since it's some dirty, you know, Negroes or dirty Hispanics, dirty natives, they have an issue with that. See, so they want to be free from the restraints of the most high and his chosen. This is why they treat you the way they do. Brothers and sisters, see, let's further magnify this conspiracy. Follow us to Psalms 83. We're going to read Psalms 83, two through five. Psalms 83 and two reads for lo, thine enemies make a tumult and they that hate thee have lifted up the head they have taken crafty counsel against thy people and consulted against thy hidden ones they have they have said come and let us cut them off from being a nation that the name of israel sh- that the name of israel may be no more in remembrance for they have consulted together with one consent they are confederate against thee See, so the council is not up front; it's secret council, brothers and sisters. They really have an agenda, but before the people, they'll say nothing. They really have an insidious, sinister plan. Listen closely. Psalms eighty-two and three reads: For lo, thine enemies make a tumult, and they that hate thee have lifted up the head. They have taken crafty counsel against thy people and consulted against thy hidden ones. Verse four reads, they have said, come and let us cut them off from being a nation, that the name of Israel may be no more in remembrance. So altogether, they're complicit of hiding the identity of these people. That's why they said, let the name of Israel be no more in remembrance. They don't want us to know where the people so what did they do? They set up educational institutions called churches to teach you that, you know, it doesn't matter. All people are the same. Matter of fact, the Jews are actually the white people that's in the land now. See, so they're aware they are aware, but they're speaking of erasing our memory. How can they cut off the name of Israel from being in remembrance? If they could do that, that means they know who we are. See, So even though they have disagreements amongst themselves, they're all in agreement to destroying us, brothers and sisters. Psalms 83 highlights that. All the nations have a common enemy, the children of Israel. So guess what? Of course, they would have to respond to our awakening. Now that we've awakened, now that we know we're the children of Israel, they had to respond. Check this out. Across the country, we are seeing that the coronavirus is killing more African-Americans at a higher rate than any other ethnic group. We are seeing that in Illinois, Louisiana, and New York. And here in Virginia, we are also seeing a disproportionate number as well. News 3 reported Anas who speaks to a local doctor who has more on why African-Americans are at higher risk. If you're having symptoms, don't, sit, don't play with it. Go get it looked at. This is Dr Nicole Donaldson's plea. She cares for the community at Fort Norfolk Medical, where she says African Americans are the majority of her patients. 85 to 90%. This is also the population getting hit the hardest with COVID-19 across the country. We're seeing racial disparities in COVID cases in places like New Orleans and New York. And we must be able to measure this here in Virginia. African-Americans make up about 30% of the total number of reported positive cases in Virginia. That number is more than the average number of African-Americans in the state, which is 20%. Dr. Donaldson says this doesn't surprise her because African-Americans are at higher risk for several reasons. See? See, this is how they respond, brothers and sisters. This is exactly how they would respond. They're now going to demonize us, brothers and sisters. They're now going to use their legislation, their law and their corporate media against us to have all the other nations believe we're a threat just by living, brothers and sisters. Go to Proverbs 14 and 15, brothers and sisters. Listen closely. Proverbs 14 and 15 reads, the simple believeth every word, but the prudent man looks well to his goings. I'm going to read that again. Proverbs 14 and 15 reads, the simple believeth every word, but the prudent man looketh well to his goings. So they will use the media. And the satanic healthcare system to demonize us, criminalizing us, to make other races believe we're a threat just by living, brothers and sisters. This virus is giving them the opportunity to show their hand about how they've always felt against our people, brothers and sisters. So since we know they will begin to engage us in all facets of society. So the Bible's telling you, if you believe everything they're saying, if you believe everything that the media is saying, you are a simpleton, you are a fool. And I tell people, listen, if you're a person who scares easily, you know, you get, ever since your youth, you get scared easily. Do not watch the news because your fear is going to affect other people. I'm going to read that again. Proverbs 14 and 15 says, the simple believeth every word, but the prudent man looketh well to his goings. See, if you believe everything you hear without any evidence, you're a fool. See, this is what they expect. They know our people are very trusting, even though we have much reason not to trust them. They know we're very trusting. So, what they do, they'll circulate through their media, through their corporate media you know, through their, uh, through their, not only their television, but their newspapers that, yeah, black people, uh, you know, they're a threat, uh, because, you know, they have the, they have the disease and they're walking around. So now you got other nations looking at us, you know, uh, already as the enemy. And now they can, they can be justified in how they treat us based on saying, well, we're a threat to them. See, Follow us to Job 13 and 4, brothers and sisters. Job 13 and 4 reads, but ye are forgers of lies. Ye are all physicians of no value. Did you hear that? If you didn't, we'll read it again. Job 13 and 4 reads, but ye are forgers of lies. Ye are physicians of no Of no value. See, So the Most High knew. That they would start to use their propaganda machine. Against us. Why? Because Psalms 83 said. They needed to cut off our. You know our memory of who we are. So they're going to use fear. To drive you into. You know into these satanic institutions. Called hospitals. Brothers and sisters. It's the same game. Every single time. Let's get into what's going on in other news, folks. We are kicking off with a pretty sobering statistic. Black women accounted for 6 in 10 new HIV infections in 2016. Now, that's according to new data from the CDC. Black women continue to be hit hardest in comparison to white and Hispanic or Latina women. Now, one of the reasons, well, lack of knowing your status. The CDC didn't give any specific ways it planned to address this problem, but let this be your reminder to get Tested folks, you know your status. See, follow us to Psalms chapter seventy-one, verse ten and eleven, brothers and sisters. For mine enemies speak against me, and they that lay wait for my soul take counsel together, saying, God hath forsaken him, persecute him, and take him. For there is none to deliver him. So the psalmist is showing us that they have always salivated for an opportunity to take advantage of us. Brothers and sisters. They have the knowledge that with our God, they cannot subdue us. How do we know? Listen again. Psalm 71 and 10 reads. For mine enemies speak against me. And they that lay wait for my soul take counsel together. Saying, God hath forsaken him, persecute and take him, for there is none to deliver him. See, so they take counsel together about the best way of accomplishing our destruction, brothers and sisters. Verse 11 magnifies the malice of our enemies. They say, well, listen, they've sinned, so God, he's now forsaken them. They don't have any protection. This is the prime time to jump on them. This is the time to get them. And when we get them, make sure we destroy them completely. Make sure they don't get back up. See? We're showing you the the side effects of sin. We're showing you how, how expensive iniquity is. How expensive unrighteousness is for our people specifically. Now, we're saying all, you know... Every person walking the streets of another race has an issue against us. No, we're not saying that. We're talking about the governmental structure. We're talking about the structure of the government. They're all against us, brothers and sisters. It's called the United Nations. Who are they united against? According to the Bible, they're united against God and us, brothers and sisters. And that is the result of our sin. We're going to go to Psalms, chapter 80, verse 6. Psalms 80, verse 6 reads, Thou makest us a strife unto unto our neighbors, and our enemies laugh amongst themselves. I'm going to read that again. Psalms 80, verse 6 reads, Thou makest us a strife unto our neighbors, and our enemies laugh. Among themselves. So they glory. They celebrate. In our ruin. Brothers and sisters. They take pleasure in our misery. Brothers and sisters. They argue over whose turn it is. To take advantage of us. See. So when they when they see us acting a fool. All up in the hoods. They love it. They're like as long as they continue to do this. We're going to keep kicking them in the stomach. We're going to keep getting rich off of their back. When we're in videos with gold and diamonds and and flossing and standing on cars with guns and spliffs. When our sisters are swinging up and down poles on these music videos, bouncing, jiggling, and gyrating, they love it. They laugh. They're like, how foolish can these people be? Don't they they know that this behavior is going to warrant us to continue to kick them in the stomach and stand on top of their back? They love it. They're laughing at us, brothers and sisters, when they see us fighting each other in the streets, when they see us calling each other niggers and, and bees. They love it. It's funny to them. It's, it's it's comedy to them, brothers and sisters. See, this is why we would never put the Bible down, because the Bible gives us insight that we could never know about how they're viewing us, brothers and sisters, about how they feel about us brothers and sisters, about their plans, their secret councils, their conspiracies. Why does it seem like everyone else is above us? Why does it seem like everyone has a problem with us? What have we done? We've done nothing to you. See? They remember the history. They know who we are. And they know that we used to spank their tail when we, you know, when we were a people. During the time, you know, when we had kings like David, Saul. See, they remember they had that history. Their history is well intact. Ours is not, brothers and sisters. So they remember those times and they're like, "Uh uh-uh, that will never happen again. We're going to kick you and stomp you until you're dead. You will never tell us what to do again. See, they love it, brothers and sisters. They love to hear music about selling drugs to our own people. They love to hear us talking about killing each other. Now, guess what? The same hip-hop music, if a white man was saying the same stuff that our people are saying, I'm going to shoot a nigger, I'm going to sell dope up in the neighborhood, the coke and the keys. If somebody else was saying that, we would call them racist, brothers and sisters. If someone else was saying they would do to us what our own people are saying they would do to us, we would call them racists. I mean, how foolish can we be? How blind can we be, brothers and sisters? Let's go to Lamentations 2 and 15. We're going to read 15 through 17, brothers and sisters. Listen closely. Lamentations 2 and 15 reads, All that pass by clap their hands at thee, they hiss and wag their head at the daughter of Jerusalem, saying, is this the city that men call the perfection of beauty, the joy of the whole earth? See, so here they are. They're mocking us. It says they clap their hands. They rejoice. They dance when they see us. Saying, well, listen, is this the people of Jerusalem? These are the people that, you know, that ruled everyone, that that everyone believed was so great and mighty, that was so beautiful. Listen closely. Lamentations 2 and 15 reads All that pass by clap their hands at thee. They hiss and wag their head at the daughter of Jerusalem, saying, Is this the city that men call the perfection of beauty, the joy of the whole earth? All thine enemies have opened their mouth against thee. They hiss and gnash the teeth. They say, We have swallowed her up, certainly. This is the day that we looked for. We have found. We have seen it. So the wicked love seeing the godly suffer, brothers and sisters. When it says they clap their hands, that's a way of rejoicing, brothers and sisters. They take satisfaction in the misfortune of our people. They think it's funny. They're happy about it. They're jovial. They're joyful about it, brothers and sisters. Lamentations two and 17 reads, the Lord hath done that which he devised. He hath fulfilled his word that he had commanded in the days of old. He hath thrown down and hath not pitied, and he hath caused thine enemy to rejoice over thee. He hath set up the horn of thine adversaries. See? So they longed for our destruction and rejoiced when it took place, brothers and sisters. They earnestly desired our fall from preeminence and the most high allowed it because we disobeyed him. See. This is how expensive sin has been to our people, brothers and sisters. This is how expensive it has been. Let's go to Psalms 44, brothers and sisters. Verse 13 and 14. Psalms 44 and 13 reads Thou makest us a reproach to our neighbors, a scorn and a derision to them that are round about us. Thou makest us a byword among the heathen, a shaking of the head among the people. So, what we're reading is the consequences of our non compliance brothers and sisters, that every person, all of them, they, they just show so much disappointment in us. (laughs) They're, you know, you're supposed to be the people you're supposed to be the chosen people. Hmm. We no longer command the admiration and respect brothers and sisters. Why? Because our continued disobedience, our continued non-compliance, our inability to submit brothers and sisters, And the other nations are having a ball on our behalf. See? Brothers and sisters, excuse me. Brothers and sisters, follow us to Psalms chapter 22. We're going to read Psalms 22 verse 7 and 8. Psalms 22 and 7 reads, All they that see me laugh me to scorn. They shoot out the lip. They shake their head saying he trusted on the Lord that he would deliver him. Let him deliver him seeing he delighted in him. This is a gesture of Gentile satisfaction, brothers and sisters. Instead of having pity, they laugh and mock. Listen closely because you can only get this information from the Bible, this is the only place you can get this information. He's now giving you the insight on how the Gentiles are viewing us and our condition. Listen closely. <clears throat> Psalms chapter 22, verse 7 says, all they that see me, laugh me to scorn. They shoot out the lip. They shake their head, saying he trusted on the Lord that he would deliver him. Let him deliver him, seeing he delighted in him. They take pleasure in seeing our derision, brothers and sisters. Our suffering is comical to the Gentiles. We're reading the side effects of sin. See, that's what we're reading. All of this, the mockery, how they're mocking us behind closed doors. How they're conspiring against us behind closed doors. And then before us, what's wrong, brother? No, racist. No, everyone's the same. See, we always knew there was something else. We always knew that people felt a certain indignation against us, but couldn't understand why. It's not because you're black, brothers and sisters. See, that's naive. I used to, as a young man, I thought, why would they hate me just because of my skin color? It's not just skin color, brothers and sisters. It's the blood. The blood of Jacob, the blood of Israel, the promises of Abraham. And I would encourage, brothers and sisters, we did a lesson a few years back. Uh, I think it was titled The Promises of Abraham to show you what reason the other nations would have to be against us. What are the promises of Abraham? I would encourage every brother and sister, especially if you, you're a child of Jacob, you a child of Israel, to go listen to that lesson because then it will make sense, brothers and sisters. The Bible gives us the resolve to what we've always felt was that all the other nations were against us. And I'm not, I'm not saying every white person or every Korean person walking down the street is against us. I'm speaking as a whole, brothers and sisters. The ruling powers, the elites, the government structure, brothers and sisters. They've been trained against us. Why? Because they're following Satan. They're following Buddha. They're following Yah, the moon Egyptian God. Or excuse me, the Egyptian moon God. They're following Yahweh, the Canaanite God that Esau went to after he lost his birthright. See, they're following Allah. See, that God that they're following is against us because they know what our God is the true God, the creator God. So not only do they have a problem with our God, they have a problem with us, brothers and sisters. And they love to see us perpetuate and be persistent in sin and iniquity. It's funny to them. You ever notice the the boxing matches? They will pay us a king's ransom for a Hispanic Uh, To fight a black man or for two black men to fight each other or for two Hispanics to fight each other. The greatest boxers have always been Israel, whether that's Hispanic or black, and they will pay you a king's ransom to come watch you beat each other to a pulp. They love it. They love the East Coast, West Coast, uh, you know, beef. They love that we kill each other based on colors of a game. They love it. It's funny. For me personally, when I learned this information, brothers and sisters, I, I made sure that um, I always treated my brothers and sisters with the highest level of respect, especially before other nations. If I have a disagreement with a brother, other nations will never see it. But listen, brother, we'll I mean, we'll talk about that later. Right now. We in public. I don't want anyone else to get any level of entertainment or satisfaction because they love it to see us fighting in the streets, arguing, calling each other names. They love it. I will never give a Gentile the satisfaction to hear, you know, or to see me and my brother go against each other, because why? If we had if we treated each other. With even half of the respect, you treat the white man or the Asian man or the African, or any of these other nations, if we treated each other with just half as good as that, I mean, we could be out of this uh, captivity. Because you treat your own brother who live in the same neighborhood with you, who, who deal with the same struggles, you treat him like, you know, like dirt, like trash. But then when it comes to the white man or anyone else other than somebody that would look like you, you treat him with the most respect. And that lets you know it's a curse. Because the same things you say to your own brother, you would never say to the white man. You would never say to the Korean man. But you'll do it to your own people, which show you it's a curse, brothers and sisters. I will never give the other nations the satisfaction to see me and my brothers or sisters go against each other or try to shame each other. I will never shame my brothers or my sisters, especially in front of a Gentile. Listen, they, this is family business. This family business. You, you don't need to you don't need to be involved in this. You don't need to hear about this. Because guess what? You rarely ever see the other nations fighting each other in public or arguing in public. Why? Because they understand to hold their integrity intact before other nations. We don't do that, brothers and sisters. We'll fight each other in the parking lot. And the other nations are recording it, laughing. They love it. I'm going to read that again, brothers and sisters. Psalms 22 and 7 reads, All that see me laugh me to scorn. They shoot out the lips. They shake the head, saying he trusted on the Lord that he would deliver him. Let him deliver him, seeing he delighted in him. We're reading the side effects of sin, brothers and sisters. The other nations love to see our disobedience. They love us to continue to uh, perpetuate disobedience, iniquity, and sin. Because they understand the rules of engagement, brothers and sisters. As long as we continue to neglect the Mosiah's instruction, they can continue to rule over us. They can continue to treat us like dirt and say, well, hey, I mean, listen, you should have followed God's laws. (laughs) Jewish cat told me that one time. Said, yeah, well, I mean, why don't you tell your people to follow the law? You're the one who broke the law. I'm like, why don't you tell them to follow the law, brother? You're the one, you know, everyone believes you're the Jew here, brother. Why haven't you told our people to follow the law? See, so they understand the rules of engagement. With our God, they can do nothing, brothers and sisters. Remember, the Most High smashed Pharaoh. He didn't just have us run away from Pharaoh. He let Pharaoh and his his minions get in the sea and then closed it up on him to destroy him. See, that's how the most high operate. Listen, my people don't have to run. You come after my people, I'm going to destroy you. I'm going to send a death angel all throughout Egypt and slay the firstborn. See, they know the power of our God. And guess what? After that, after Pharaoh was destroyed The fame of our God and our people went throughout the earth. Everyone knew not to mess with Israel or the great I am that delivered his name to Moses. Ahaya, Asha Ahaya. I am that I am. A-H-A-Y-A-H. They are scared of that name, brothers and sisters. They are petrified. The Bible tell you what? It tell you that the heathen hate the name of Ahiah all knees will bow to the great. I am Lucifer also, he know, the power of our God brothers and sisters. Remember Job 13, uh, excuse me, Job, go read Job chapter one when Lucifer had to ask for permission, if he could even attack Job. So even he knows who the authority is. Even he respects the authority. Most high asked him, where are you coming from? He had to answer him. Well, you know, going to and fro on the earth. Then he asked for permission to afflict Job. So Satan knows he doesn't have power. And so do all the other fallen angels and gods, brothers and sisters. So what they would have to do is to coerce us or to, you know, solicit sin against our people. And it's the moment that we sin. They come down hard brothers and sisters, on our people, understanding that they're now justified because we were disobedient to our God. See? Listen closely, brothers and sisters. We're going to Jeremiah chapter 50, verse 7. Jeremiah 50 and 7 reads, All that found them have devoured them. And their adversaries said, we offend not because they have sinned against the Lord, the habitation of justice, even the Lord, the hope of their fathers. See? So according to verse seven, all who come in contact with us view us as prey and they believe they're justified. Listen, Jeremiah 50 and seven reads. All that found them have devoured them and their adversary said, we offend not because they have sinned against the Lord, the habitation of justice, even the Lord, the hope of their fathers. See, So they're like, listen, we're not guilty of any evil by stripping them of their substance because they disobeyed their God. So our sin emboldens our enemies, brothers and sisters, and they believe we deserve the most extreme punishment for our negligence. See, this is the side effects of sin, brothers and sisters. Everything you believe is a normality. Everything you believe is, you know, it's normal to us is not brothers and sisters. This is not supposed to be normal for God's children. The nations mock us, brothers and sisters. They laugh and they feel justified doing so. There's only one way out. Why? Because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. You can't fight them with physical force, brothers and sisters. You're not gonna be able to fight this like a street fight. You can only fight this through obedience through righteousness, through submission. It's the only way to win, brothers and sisters. And our church have dedicated countless hours and will continue to do so to make sure our people get the proper information to subdue the enemies, to be elevated back to preeminence. There's only one way, brothers and sisters, and that's through obedience. We're reading the power of obedience, brothers and sisters. We're going to read that again. Jeremiah 50 verse 7 reads, All that found them have devoured them. And their adversaries said, We offend not, because they have sinned against the Lord, the habitation of justice, even the Lord, the hope of their fathers. So guess what, brothers and sisters, given the opportunity, they would love to exaggerate the iniquity of the chosen people. You notice that Anytime we do something is front page news. When when Bill Cosby was going through his situation, he was being they were, they were on a smear campaign. They pulled out about 100 women <laughs> about 45 years later. Now, listen, I'm not condoning what the brother did. I don't know if he did it or not. If he did do it, he deserved to be in jail. But how come when it was the Epsteins and and the Weinsteins and the Weinbergs, how come when it, you know, when it was them, it was back page news. It wasn't being publicized. See, when it was R. Kelly, (laughs) it's front page, ABC, NBC, Fox. And guess what? If he's guilty, he deserves exactly what's going to come to him. I'm just trying to, you know, I'm just trying to magnify the equity here. There's no equity. They will exacerbate. They will exaggerate anything that we do because they know we're God's people. And then we'll sit. They'll sit back and mock the most high and say, look, these are supposed to be your chosen people. These are supposed to be the beauty of the world. This is supposed to be the gavel in the judge's hand and look at them Operating like heathens. Like bastards. They love it. Brothers and sisters. It's time to come together. It's time to get right. Brothers and sisters. We're going to Daniel 9 and 16. Daniel 9 and 16 reads. "O Lord. According to all thy righteousness. I beseech thee. Let thine anger and thy fury be turned away from the city Jerusalem, thy holy mountain. Because for our sins and for the iniquities of our fathers, Jerusalem and thy people are become a reproach to all that are about us. So here it is. Daniel appeals to the righteousness of the Most High, brothers and sisters. Why? Because the Most High's righteousness demands that he forgive us when we confess. See, listen to it again. Daniel 9 and 16 reads, O Lord, according to all thy righteousness, I beseech thee, let thine anger and thy fury be turned away from thy city, Jerusalem, thy holy mountain, because for our sins and for the iniquities of our fathers, Jerusalem and thy people are become a reproach To all that are about us. So our enemies celebrate our destruction. Daniel's magnifying that. They're consumed with laughter. Brothers and sisters. Daniel was begging the father. He said I beseech thee. He's begging the father. Please. Have mercy. If we turn from our iniquity. Please give us some resolve. Take this burden off of us. And the Most High is faithful to do just that, brothers and sisters. But you can't do what you want to do and then expect there to be no consequences, brothers and sisters. That's not realistic, especially for our people. It seems like every time we do something wrong, we get caught. You look at the white man and the Asian and the Korean and the African, and it seems like they're doing just as much dirt, but they're getting away with it. Why? Why? Because they're not God's chosen people. See? It's just like having you being a parent, having two children. You leave the house for work. You tell the oldest child specifics of what to do and what not to do. Now, if you come back home and that specific child, let's say both children do exactly as you you admonish them not to do. Guess what? Guess who's going to get the greater judgment? The one you left in charge. See, the one you gave the direction to is going to get the brunt of the judgment, the punishment. See, the Bible said he delivered his word unto Jacob, unto Israel, and he didn't know any other people. Means he didn't have an intimate relationship with anyone else. And guess what? The closer you are to God, the greater your judgment. Ask Moses. Moses did one thing and didn't receive the promised land. Why? Because the Most High said, Moses, you knew better. You knew better. You were too close to me. You were too close to me, Moses. And because of your disobedience, you will never see the land. To show you where no oxen is, the crib is clean. Every burden, excuse me, every blessing comes with a burden, brothers and sisters. And this is the burden that came with that blessing, brothers and sisters. I'm going to read that again. Daniel 9 and 16 reads, O Lord, according to thy righteousness, I beseech thee, let thine anger and thy fury be turned away from thy city, Jerusalem, thy holy mountain, because for our sins, and for the iniquities of our fathers, Jerusalem and thy people are become a reproach to all that are about us. So the question is, brothers and sisters, how do we fight? How do we fight this, brothers and sisters? There's only one way, and it's not physical. Let's go to Second Corinthians 10 and 3. We're going to read three through six, brothers and sisters, because the question is, how do we fight? Paul gave us the answer in Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians 10 and three reads. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down imaginations in every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Mm. I want you to document those scriptures, brothers and sisters, because when we battle our weapons are not the excuse me when we battle our weapons are not material but spiritual suited for spiritual warfare relying on carnal methods with carnal thinking is the true stronghold listen to it again second corinthians 10 and 3 reads for though we walk in the flesh we do not war after the flesh for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal But mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. So we are compelled to battle against our carnal way of thinking and doing, brothers and sisters. And verse 6 lets us know we must renounce carnal weapons in order to fulfill obedience. See? It's the only way, brothers and sisters. You can't fight this physically. You can fight this spiritually, brothers and sisters, through obedience Not only obedience, brothers and sisters, but repentance. Let's continue. Let's go to Ezekiel 35 and 10 through 12. Ezekiel 35 and 10 reads, because thou hast said these two nations in these two countries shall be mine and we will possess it. Whereas the Lord was there. Now, I got to stop there, brothers and sisters, because when it says these two nations, these two countries, this is referring to Judah and Israel. Israel was the northern kingdom amongst the split after Solomon. Judah is the southern kingdom. So Judah is the black tribes, which is Benjamin, Judah, and Levi. You have the Negroes, of course, the Negroes of America, um, the, the Haitians, and the Jamaicans, those from the West Indies. These are the The southern kingdom, which is Judah. And then you had the northern kingdom of Israel, um, which you'll read all throughout the Bible. Those were the more native, the Hispanic tribes. So you had, you know, Zebulun, Reuben, um, you had Ephraim, you had Issachar, which are, you know, you had the Mexicans, the Puerto Ricans, the Brazilians, the Costa Ricans. See, those are the northern kingdom. So when it says these two nations, it's talking about the split between the children of Israel, the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. Let's go back. Ezekiel 35 and 10 reads, Because thou hast said, These two nations and these two countries shall be mine, and we will possess it, whereas the Lord was there. Therefore, as I live, saith the Lord God, I will even do according to thine anger and according to thine envy, which thou hast used out of the hatred against them, and I will make myself known amongst them when I have judged them. So, verse 10, brothers and sisters, tells you that the other nations, predominantly the Edomites, said, Listen, Israel shall be my possession, I will own them. <laughs> They used to say, you know, when we were young, you're gonna to go to jail, you're gonna be my girlfriend. That's what we're that's what's being said here, brothers and sisters. The other nations said they would possess us, that we would be forced to acknowledge them as superior. Listen to it closely. Ezekiel 35 and 10. Because thou hast said. These two nations and these two countries shall be mine, and we will possess it, whereas the Lord was there. Therefore, as I live, saith the Lord God, I will even do according to thine anger and according to thine envy, which thou hast used out of thy hatred against them, and I will make myself known amongst them when I have judged thee. Verse 12 reads, and thou shalt know that I am the Lord and that I have heard all thy blasphemies, which thou hast spoken against the mountains of Israel, saying they are laid desolate. They are given us to consume. So listen to them pontificate, brothers and sisters. According to the Bible, they saw us. They saw how the Most High reproved us. How he rebuked us, how he chastised us and said, you know what? The most high is angry with them. Let's let's you know let's take advantage of them. Let's take advantage of them at this point because listen, their God is angry with them. They have no protection. Let's go after them now. Now, according to the scripture, brothers and sisters, our obedience will garner reciprocation from the most high to the heathen. Listen to it again. Ezekiel 35 and 11 reads, therefore, as I live, saith the Lord God, I will even do according to thine anger and according to thine envy, which thou hast used of thy hatred against them. And I will make myself known amongst them when I have judged thee. So according to verse 11, the High is telling you that they had anger against us, And they were envious of us, brothers and sisters, and that anger and envy culminated into hatred And the most high is going to reciprocate those emotions against the same people who felt that way about us. But guess what? Only if we're obedient, brothers and sisters. See, so Israelites are a living testament of resilience, brothers and sisters. Because many of our people could never prove that the other nations had ought against us. See, you can only find that information in the Bible. Now, one thing would help you find that information, and that's the knowledge of who you are. Because if you don't know you're the Israelites, then you're reading all these scriptures and thinking they don't apply to you. See, this is why they keep telling you it doesn't matter who you are. You know, God created everyone the same. What scripture is that? What scripture is that? Because you can't tell me it doesn't matter. You know, when David, Solomon, Saul, Christ, Paul, Peter, Ezekiel, Jeremiah, these were all the same race of people. And you're telling me that doesn't matter. You're telling me that, that history, that history doesn't matter for us to realize that all of the, the the prophets in the Bible, the disciples, were of my lineage. They were my family. That matters. So I don't care if you're a Christian pastor, whether you're black, Korean, or white. For you to say it doesn't matter who these people are is ignorant. Try to go to Asia and tell them it doesn't matter who the Samurais are or who the Romans were. You would never go into Rome and say, Well, it doesn't matter who Julius Caesar was. It doesn't matter who this was and who that was. You would never do that to them, but then when it comes to us, you'll say it doesn't matter. That's a slave's mentality. That's a slave's mentality to say it doesn't matter who your forefathers are. Oh, it matters. Let's go to Psalms 79, verse 6 through 10. This is after our obedience, brothers and sisters. If we can become obedient to the Most High, if we can acquiesce and submit to Him, brothers and sisters, look at what happens. Psalms 79 and 6 reads, Pour out thy wrath upon the heathen that have not known thee and upon the kingdoms that have not called upon thy name. For they have devoured Jacob, and laid waste his dwelling place. O, remember not against us former iniquities. Let thy tender mercies speedily prevent us, for we are brought very low. Help us, O God, of our salvation, for the glory of thy name, and deliver us and purge away our sins. For thy name's sake. Wherefore should the heathen say. Where is their God? Let him be known among the heathen in our sight. By the revenging of the blood of thy servants. Which is shed. So the psalmist is asking the most high to deliver us. Brothers and sisters. To pour out his wrath on the same nations. That had indignation against us. Brothers and sisters. To let this be. You know. Let this. To. To let this judgment be done in our sight, brothers and sisters, for revenge. Because remember, revenge is not you and I's. It's the most High's. See? It's the most High's. I'm going to read it again. Listen closely. Verse 10. Psalm 79 and 10 reads, Wherefore should the heathen say, where is their God? Let them be known among the heathen in our sight by the revenging of the blood of thy servants which is shed. See so they're mocking us. Say so where's your God now? Hmm? Have your God come deliver you. They know the most high will not deliver us if we continue in obedience. This is why they've had theologians, these um these pastors, these blind shepherds teaching us against the law, brothers and sisters. You have to be very careful when a person tell you, well, you can eat pork when the Bible say don't eat pork. Why? They'll say, well, listen, that's the Old Testament. Okay, well, if that's the Old Testament, then a homosexual can then come and say, well, I can be a homosexual pastor because you already said I don't have to follow laws. That's in the Old Testament. See, that's the danger, brothers and sisters. And you have a myriad, you have a plethora of homosexual pastors out there right now. And their excuse is, well, the Bible said that in the Old Testament. And Christians say we don't have to follow the Old Testament. So see, then you open that up. Well, brother, if I don't have to follow the laws in the Old Testament, is it okay for me to kill you? Is it okay for me to steal from you? Is it okay for your wife to go and just be a philanderer? Is it okay, you know? Is it okay for for all of this to transpire because it was in the Old Testament? See, that's a slippery slope. It's a very slippery slope. And you have to watch your step when 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 you start teaching that the law is done away with. And that's Old Testament. Because if that's the case, then I can steal from you. Uh, somebody can kill you. Somebody can sleep with your husband or sleep with your wife. And that's Old Testament. That's the worst thing to tell a people is there's no law. Let's go to Isaiah 61 and 7, and we'll end it here, brothers and sisters. Isaiah 61 and 7 reads, For your shame ye shall have double, and for confusion they shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore, in their land they shall possess the double. Everlasting joy shall be unto them. So this is what will be reciprocated for obedience, brothers and sisters. Listen to it closely. Isaiah 61 and 7 reads. For your shame, ye shall have double. And for your confusion, they shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess the double. Everlasting joy shall be unto them. So instead of being a reproach, we will have double honor, brothers and sisters. Verse 7 highlights our ever ending or ever expanding glory, brothers and sisters. Listen to it one more time. Isaiah 61 and 7 reads For your shame ye shall have double, and for your confusion they shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore, In their land, they shall possess the double. Everlasting joy shall be unto them. So we're reading a double compensation for the years of suffering, brothers and sisters. The Most High said, I'm going to compensate you double for your shame, for your embarrassment, if you do what's right. So according to this literature here, our prosperity will be far greater than all the calamities and afflictions we experience, brothers and sisters. This particular scripture, Isaiah 61 and seven, magnifies the power of obedience, brothers and sisters. Today's lesson was a very important lesson, brothers and sisters. And for our people, for the children of Israel, it's critical that you comprehend the information that we just went over. Listen to this as many times as you need to, brothers and sisters, document Um, the scriptures that we went into um, because it's very important today's lesson was sin is expensive where we use the Bible to break down just how expensive sin has been for us and how much was the you know how much was the cost that we you know that we had to pay brothers and sisters sin has cost us a great deal brothers and sisters And it continues to do so. Today, we use the Bible to show you how the Gentiles feel about us, how they're viewing not only our awakening, but our suffering. How it's comical to them, brothers and sisters, and they will never, ever tell you the truth. If you're looking for a white man or an Asian person or an African or someone to come to you and tell you you're God's people, you're going to die of old age. Why would they come and tell you when they're laughing, brothers and sisters? And I encourage our brothers and sisters to really pray on this information here and take the steps necessary to reverse our condition, brothers and sisters. Today's lesson was sin is expensive. We want to say kwam yasharala, sin no more.